Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. A new week, a new subject, Colin. You're choosing to do a series on the soul and the spirit. Now, can I ask you why? It is of absolute prime importance in the life of a Christian to understand what originates from his soul and what originates from his spirit. Now, I'm tackling a subject that is very difficult to speak about without being able to give any visual examples and and demonstration. We've, We've just got to depend upon what we hear. So I'm believing God for a a particular anointing to be able to make all this clear. It's a subject that I've spoken a lot about, taught in our Bible college and all around the world extensively. But usually when you're you're teaching in a live situation, you can give visual examples and demonstration. So I'm just believing that all of us will really be able to understand how crucially important this subject is and that we'll be able to receive the revelation of the truth through God's word that we need to receive. Now, first of all, let me define the terms. What do we mean by soul and what do we mean by spirit? If I quote from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. Now, that's the first thing we need to understand, that it is important that the Word of God divides for us soul and spirit, meaning that the Word of God will reveal to us what is of the soul and what is of the spirit. So it's not always very clear. It's not always very clear, especially when we're trying to hear God and what he is saying, hear the voice of his spirit, and many people will be confused, well, was that from myself, from my soul life, or was that really from the spirit of God? So let me define our terms first of all. What do we mean by the soul? Now, there are various ways in which the Bible describes the life of the soul. You could say that it's your character or your personality. it is really the person that you are in the natural. Uh, it's, it can be uh, the flesh if your soul life is operating in independence of God because the flesh in Scripture is not your physical body but your soul life, you as a person in the natural and your body acting independently of God without any reference to God or his will or his purpose. That's what it means to walk in the flesh. Now, your soul is made up of three main areas. Your mind, your capacity to think, that is. Your emotions, your ability to feel. And your will. God has given you your human will. Now, let me just explain these three a little bit more before we come on to the spirit. Your mind is a gift from God. Your natural mind 
It is part of what it means to be a human being. We all have the capacity to think. And actually, we are thinking thoughts all day long. Your mind can never be empty. And it's a very dangerous thing to try to empty our mind because then the enemy will come and fill it with all kinds of deception. So we have this capacity to think. Now, obviously, it's important that we think in the right way. Now, the scripture tells us that we have, if we're born again and have received the Holy Spirit of God, we have the mind of Christ. But we do not have the mind of Christ in our natural minds. I'll explain the mind of Christ later. You have a natural mind, a natural capacity to think, to reason, and to understand. Now, we must understand that this is simply part of who and what we are as human beings. It is possible for our minds, therefore, to oppose what God says, to actually oppose the mind of Christ. It's possible for us to depend upon our reason instead of the revelation of the truth that God wants to give us by the Spirit. It's possible for us to set our minds upon things that are evil, things that will only please the flesh, things that oppose the Holy Spirit, because the flesh and the Spirit are opposed to one another if we use our minds to satisfy our own desires, then obviously we're going to oppose the purposes of God. And during the course of this uh, teaching, I will be showing how we can misuse the mind, and uh, the natural mind that is, and how we can learn to submit our natural minds to the mind of Christ. What I'm doing today is just giving a general introduction. Then secondly, uh, we have the emotions. Now, the emotions, I'm talking about your natural capacity to feel, and we all, we're all very, very well aware of our emotions. We can love, we can hate, we can be jealous. There are all kinds of negative emotions, all kinds of positive emotions. We can be filled with joy, we can be filled with peace, we can be anxious, we can get worried, and so on. I'm talking about our natural emotions. The problem for many people is that they make the decisions of their lives according to how they feel. In other words, they let their emotions be their God. Now, obviously, that may have been true for us before we became believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, before we were born again and filled with his Spirit. But once God lives within us, then uh, our emotions must not be allowed to rule and govern us. Jesus Christ is our Lord. He is our Savior and our King, so He is the one who is to rule over us and rule in us. We are not to be victims of our emotions. What we understand in uh, the natural is that our emotions are affected by the way we think. There is a direct link between the mind and the emotions. You feel a certain way because you think a certain way. If you think fear, then you will feel fear. If you think love, then you will feel love. 
It works both ways, both positively and negatively. Then the third part of the soul life is your will, your ability to make decisions. So we can understand the soul life in this way, your ability to think, your ability to feel, your ability to make decisions. Now, God will never interfere with our wills. If he was to do that, we would become robots or puppets. Uh, and if that was the case, we would be incapable of love and incapable of making a response to God's love. If you have the capacity to love, then you also have the capacity to hate. If you have the capacity to obey, then you also have the capacity to disobey. If you have the capacity to please God by fulfilling his will, then you also have the capacity to displease God uh, by going against his will. This is the freedom that God has given us, and actually it's that freedom that is a vital part of what it means to be a human being. And he will never, ever impinge upon your free will. So even though he has his plan and purpose for you, he waits until you submit to him so that his plan for your life can be fulfilled. So here we have these three elements of the soul, the mind, the emotions, and the will. Now, when I speak of the spirit, I'm talking about your human spirit not the Holy Spirit for a moment, but your human spirit. This is the thing that is distinctive uh, of a human being from any other animal or part of God's creation. God has created mankind with a spirit. He didn't develop a spirit out of being an ape or anything else. Man is a unique creation of God created with a spirit. This is what marks him off from the rest of the animal world. Now, that spirit is very difficult for us to define. Uh, in the New Testament, it is the deep innermost part of your being. But it's, it's the, the part of you that has the capacity to be directly linked with God in direct relationship with God. You don't build a relationship with God through your mind or through your emotions or simply making decisions of the will. You can have a relationship with God because you have a human spirit. You see, the scriptures reveal to us God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him with spirit and in truth, not just worship with your mind and your emotions and your will, but you have this element of your being that is able to communicate and to be in relationship with God. Now, until we're born again, that capacity is really dead. We are sort of spiritually dead. But when the Spirit of God comes to live within us, His Spirit comes to live in our spirits, and we come alive. The Spirit doesn't live in your mind, your emotions, or your will. He lives in your spirit. So if we're going to fulfill the purpose of God, it's very important for our human spirit, filled with God's Spirit, really to be having the influence over the soul, over the mind, over the emotions and the will. Then we can move in the purposes of God. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 